0: Man, chip Washington. it's real talk. Man, it's real talk with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the floor wide open. if You got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw to solve all problems.
1: Yes, indeed. It is 6 o'clock on Monday evening. It is... Uh, I don't know what the date is. I think it's the 8th. <laughs> of, of the, of the, is it the 8th? Okay. Uh, it is the 8th of February 2021. This is Real Talk. I am your host, your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to be with you on this particular day, I hope that you're doing fine wherever it is you are and whatever it is you are doing. I hope that you have had a good week since we last reconvened about seven days ago and uh, that you are upright, healthy, and strong and uh, not dealing with any illnesses uh, whatsoever. Uh, Did you have a good Monday? Mine was long, long, long. Did I say my Monday was long? It was long. Yeah, it was long. Uh, (laughs) But... Uh, I'm glad uh, that I was able to make it here tonight with my guys, uh, Adam, behind the board tonight. Marquette is here as well. Uh, they're they're both seniors in high school, and so at some point they're going to be leaving me, but we'll talk more about that as we get closer. I may or may not let them go. It all depends on, on my mood that particular day. And, <laughs> and they're both laughing. uh, uh uh, we are gonna have a pretty good show for you tonight. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of issues that have really been in the news. So I'm going to open up this this whole show with a question: Will we or won't we? I'll give you a few seconds to think about what I'm talking about. Will we or won't we? The Tennessee State Legislature is trying to pass a bill that would mandate you here in Shelby County to go back to school. Um, If uh, the bill passes, the governor would have executive powers to make it happen, whether or not you wanted it to happen or not. All he had to do was a stroke of a pen and say, Hey, you're back. Now uh, he has been wanting to get uh, Shelby County schools back in the classroom by the 15th of uh, this month, which is next week. And, uh, as of uh, today, Shelby County is the only county in the entire state uh, that is still doing virtual learning. And uh, I don't know that much has changed in terms of the mindset of uh, the parents and in particular the teachers. We're going to talk uh, to someone uh, a little bit later on in the show about uh, that is the head of one of the unions, United uh Uh, Teachers Union, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this whole conversation. And it's becoming a big deal now. So now the question is, um, what do you do? If the governor passes this legislation, this bill, which is uh, sponsored by Brian Kelsey of Germantown here, uh, that would give him the executive authority to mandate uh, teachers and students, faculty and staff back, to school uh, without any other conversation or anything else involved in it. So my question is, are we ready? Uh, Now this is for you teachers out there. I mean, are, 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 are we ready? And for the administrators, think about all the schools in Shelby County and think about all the areas that these schools reside in in Shelby County. Some good, some not so good, some bad. Some of these schools are very old very old, and need to be updated, renovated, and fixed. I know that Dr. Ray was concerned about the uh, the air filtering system, and he proposed uh, that they put new filtering systems in all of the schools, which would cost several million dollars. I don't believe that has happened. So how do you retrofit schools and get them ready in a week's time? How's that going to work? And if you bring back the teachers and the students... To the class is there a ready-made plan already laid out for in-person learning again or is this going to be a virtual in-person learning session in other words if uh, the kids are back in school will they be looking at a live teacher or will they be looking at a monitor uh, as they have been uh, throughout the uh, course of this school year so far this is the big deal and i hope that um Um, Some of you are engaged enough to follow the process. Now, the governor is making his State of the State uh, address, uh, as we speak, as a matter of fact, uh, in Nashville. Uh, So uh, one of my guests uh, is going to join me a bit later on. Uh, She is the UEA President, Danette Stokes. She's listening to the speech because you know he's going to mention – Uh, This uh, whole deal about uh, getting Shelby County back to school. And as I said earlier, Shelby County is the only school in the entire state of Tennessee that is still doing virtual learning. And he wants that to end Uh, in other news and notes. And first of all, I, I, I was neglect. I always do birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions. If you have celebrated a birthday either today or recently. Uh, now I know Marquette's is next Wednesday. He's already let let us know that next Wednesday, so he gets a shout out next month. He gets his own shout out next week. Look at him; he's all, he's already checking it out. See, this oh this Wednesday. Oh, okay. So the shout out is today. So Marquette Walker turns 18 years old this Wednesday. He is he is ready and roaring, and ready to go. He was moved to Atlanta and do his little sports thing and leave us all behind and act like he didn't know anything about you know Memphis or any of us down here. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh happy uh, birthday in advance, my, 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 my friend. I appreciate you. And I'm really happy that you're here. 18 years old. I, I vaguely remember that. Well, actually, that's a lie. I don't remember that at all when I was 18 years old. So anyway, happy uh, upcoming birthday to Marquette. And if you uh, have celebrated a birthday this past weekend, have one today. And I know the last couple of days on Facebook, a lot of folks celebrating birthdays out there. So happy birthday to you. Happy anniversary. And uh, happy special occasion Uh, as well. News and notes on this Monday. Uh, The first uh, legislator from the uh, House of Representatives um, has died of COVID, according to a statement released by his campaign. Ron Wright, representative of Texas, uh, he uh, tested positive back in January. He died yesterday uh, of COVID. He also had some cancer-related issues. He was 67 years old. He's the first member of Congress to die from the virus. Now, uh, many of us already know that vaccinations have begun. Uh, show of hands, how many of you got your vaccinations? Let me look. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, a few of you. Now, now, we're dealing with the two-dose situation here. We're dealing with the uh, Pfizer and the Moderna. And both of those are double vaccination uh, shots that you have to take. So many of you have your first one, and you're probably in line for your second one coming up here real soon. Uh, keep uh, a very close eye on the Shelby Dot Community, the Shelby County Health Department website uh, for updated information as to when your shots will be available and when you can make appointments for your shots. Two things to remember: first. You must make an appointment. They will not see you without one, generally speaking, from what I'm told. Secondly, don't arrive three, four hours before your appointment. Don't arrive any earlier than an hour before. Whitehaven, the Tennessee Southwest Community College in Whitehaven uh, opened uh, Friday. um, To understand, everything went well. They vaccinated well over 500 people a day. Thank goodness for that. I know the folks over in that part of town are very, very happy uh, that uh, this is taking place. Continue the effort. Continue the good work. Go get your vaccinations, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We need folks to get healthy. If we have any hope of being, you know, relatively back to whatever we would consider normal uh, later on this year, we need a lot of people vaccinated, uh, 900 plus thousand people in this county alone. So, yeah. Get out there, get to work, and make it happen. Also, uh, vaccinating uh, in Germantown Baptist Church uh, in uh, the Appling Road uh, facility, which is going very well. Uh, Also, and of course, the Pipkin Building. So uh, keep your eyes tuned to the news. They have all of the latest information and the updates. Uh, The Shelby County Health Department does as well. So, I um, want to make sure that you guys are all involved in this and 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 staying upright, uh, and healthy, uh, and strong. So, yesterday was the Super Bowl. You know, I, I, maybe they should change the name of it now to the you know to the uh, to the Brady Bowl. He won his seventh ring yesterday in a beatdown of the Kansas City Chiefs, thirty-one to nine. I watched that game yesterday, and at halftime I sort of thought maybe Kansas City wants to go home, practice some more, and come back because they they just got completely outplayed in every aspect of that game yesterday. Uh, Tommy Terrific um, went out there and uh, threw three touchdown passes. Gronk caught two, uh, and uh, the defense played uh, just lights out. The defense lights out. And uh, Mahomes was running for his life pretty much most of the game. So uh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Many people feel like uh, this may not be the last championship they win, depending on how long Tom Brady decides he wants to stick around. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, locally, of course, uh, we've had to deal with some more violent episodes, more shootings, more, I think, two, two deaths over the weekend. Uh, Several shootings, Uh, we still haven't figured out that uh, guns are not the way. I don't know what it will take for that to happen, but guns are not the way. And we need to figure out a better way to solve our problems uh, rather than going down that route. I'm looking here to see if there's anything in particular that I want to mention that I have not mentioned as of yet. Everything is looking pretty much uh, at hand. Uh, one final word on the, uh, the coronavirus and the variants. Uh, that it is true that the number of infections here is down, uh, daily infections is down, uh, the number of deaths uh, is, is still kind of high, but sort of stabilizing, and the hospitalizations are down, not only here but across the country. Let us not get too excited about this because there are some variants out there, mutant strains of the coronavirus. Uh, The UK strain is here in Shelby County. It is here in Tennessee. Uh, We don't know how many cases there are, but we do know that it is more contagious than the original. Uh, And if you saw what was going on in Tampa yesterday, with all the people everywhere all week long. They don't have any mask ordinance down in Florida. I mean, there were thousands of people on the streets last night. So if you hear something about a super spreader event sometime between now and say another week from now, don't be at all surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's be smart about this, okay? I mean, these variants are out here. We don't know how many there are, but we do know it's in the area. And uh, they mutate quickly, and you can catch this virus really quickly. Uh, So once again, let's continue to do what we've been doing. I know we hate masking and washing our hands and social distancing, but those are the things that are going to keep us uh, hopefully upright uh, and and healthy. All right, enough of the lecture. Let's get into the broadcast, shall we? As we go to break, uh, when we come back, we're going to kick the show off. We're going to talk with the New president of LeMoyne-Owen College. Uh, And we'll have that and much more. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back.
3: Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Brewery. Available soon, the Studio Session IPA, Raised by Sound, brewed in collaboration with WYXR. For more information, crosstownbrewery.com.
4: Are you interested in sponsoring the show and want to support WYXR at the same time? To find out how, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. Memphis, You can keep the soul of Memphis alive by supporting WYXR. Donate at WYXR.org. All donations are tax deductible as WYXR is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Support for WYXR comes from our partner, Spaces Group. Spaces Group is a commercial furniture dealership located in Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi, specializing in furniture for the corporate, healthcare, educational, government, and not-for-profit markets. For more information or to start your project, visit spacesgrp.com.
2: Crosstown Concourse was founded on the idea that we are all better when we are together, which can be difficult these days. Luckily, Concourse has over 1 million square feet of indoor and outdoor space,
4: so you can spread out while you hang out, eat out, or work out. Learn more at crosstownconcourse.com. Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Concourse, offering over 1 million square feet of climate-controlled space to freely run, walk, or jog, take in a YMCA class, or grab an explore a bike share ride on the nearby v and Green Line. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com.
0: It's talk. It's real 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 talk.
2: Real talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more real talk with Chip Washington.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is real radio. We need to try to see if we can't get him because I got it on. Yeah. So my producer is about to call you back on this number, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Just, this just, just stand by. Uh, yes, ma'am. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening. You are in the midst of a real radio show. <laughs> we were having some, some technical issues here with, uh, with, the, with, the, with calling our first guest, and uh, I was able to reach her. Hopefully, uh, Marquette can reach her. I just called her on this. Is there any way we can? Uh, okay, because I'm talking to. Her. I was talking to her. You can hear. That's the number right there. Okay, we're. <laughs> that that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. These things happen. So, uh, while I have a minute, and we need to figure this thing out um, because, uh, as I said before, uh, I have uh, a, a doctor. Vernell Bennett-Fares, Fairs, who is the newly uh, elected president of LeMoyne-Owen College. Uh, I talked to her a second ago. She said she was by the phone. She was waiting by the phone for me. So I look forward to uh, to having a conversation with her. Uh, and in the meantime, I got a, got a text message from, some, from one of my other guests coming up a little bit later on. Anyway... Uh, we, we as soon as we can figure out the, the, the phone issue, we're going to move on. But uh, I'm very curious to find out. Are they coming in? I'm very curious to find out what, uh, what you folks think about uh, this uh, whole whole school system uh, situation because uh, this has a great bearing on, you know, not only the health of everybody else, but but everybody else. Uh, You know, in in, in terms of, you know, how we, uh, you know, because, you know, children aren't the most, you know, sanitary, you know, in the world. You know, kids are dirty because they're kids. That's what they do. They run around They touch things. They don't, you know, they don't uh, they, they don't do, you know, what you would expect them to do in terms of hand washing and wearing the mask and the whole nine yards. I mean, that, that's just what being a kid is all about. But to bring all these children back at one time from kindergarten through 12th grade and expect everybody to be ready in terms of, you know, having the PPE, having the mask and having, you know, the plenty of hand sanitizer. I have not heard any plans whatsoever from the district as to how they could get ready for Thousands of children, literally thousands of children uh, at one time, Uh, you know, and and and, you know, with with a situation like this where they're going to be forced, uh, it looks like uh, to have to go back and they have to turn this thing around very, very quickly. Uh, The state legislature um, has um, been pretty determined. Uh, to try to change things. Now, I do know that at one point, a week or so ago, Davidson County, uh, along with uh, Shelby County, were the only two districts in the state uh, that uh, sort of rebuffed uh, the offer to go back to school. Now, I do know that Sher- that the that the uh, Davidson County has come up with a plan. Uh, they've come up with a plan uh, to uh, to reinsert their children back uh, into uh, society, so to speak, and back into the school system. Uh, so uh, that leaves Shelby County as the, as the only one. Uh, I will apologize. We're trying to uh, get my guest on the phone here and see if we can't uh, uh, try to turn some things around. And I got my Marquette is uh, making a phone call right now. We're going to wait and see. But listen, this is what live radio is all about. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it goes less than well. Not quite as smooth as you would like it to be, but I think uh we have we have uh we have touchdown. yeah, he's on the phone she uh, she's on the phone right now, and uh hang on just a second, we're going to get her on the line. Dr. Fares, are you there?
5: I am here. Good evening
1: good evening to you, dr. Bennett uh Vernell. Vernell Bennett Fares. Am I correct in that? Did I get that right? You are correct. Well, f- well, thank you so much for taking and, and And please forgive us. You know, we had a little bit of an issue trying to raise you on the phone. But, hey, you're here. And I'm happy about that. And, As uh, am I. And, uh, and and first of all, welcome to, uh, to uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, the uh, presidency of LeMoyne-Owen College, one of the uh, finest uh HBCUs in this country. So very happy to have you here with us and leading the charge and and uh, if you don't mind uh, sharing with our audience kind of give us uh, the road to Lemoyne on if you don't mind, uh, you know, where you're coming from um, before you got here.
5: Sure, sure. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh and thank you for that welcome. I'm enjoying Memphis. Uh well, uh My role in higher ed began at Kentucky State University. I spent 20 years at KSU, Frankfort, Kentucky, HBCU. I began as a non-tenured track instructor of music, advanced to the rank of tenured associate professor of music, and then I transitioned uh, into administrative roles. I was the assistant vice president for student affairs, the assistant vice president for diversity and inclusion, Uh, the special assistant to the provost and advisor to the president. And then my final role at KSU was as the vice president for student affairs. The last four and a half years have been spent at Delta State University in Cleveland, Mississippi, ah, where I familiar. served in the role of vice president for student affairs.
1: Well, very good. Well, yeah, DSU, I've been on that campus a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. it's, okay. it's, a, it's a nice, quiet, peaceful little place down there in the middle of the Delta. The only thing I don't like about it, uh, Dr. Ferris, is it's hot. <laughs> super time down I there. thought you were going to say the mosquitoes. Well, well, now, now you know you brought up the mosquitoes. here, yeah, they can pick you up and move you around, and down there <laughs> in, the, in the Delta. But, uh, but, listen, I mean that's a very, very interesting background that you have, and and clearly uh, you were uh, you were designed and set uh, to, to 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 come here to lemoyne Owen College, and. I guess that would be, you know, the, one of the first questions I'd like to ask you. I know you, you're just getting here, you're just getting your feet wet and just kind of figuring out, you know, the course that you want to set for for, for LeMoyne in College. Can you tell us if, kind of some of the things that you've been thinking about in terms of the direction moving forward?
5: Yes. Uh, my focus is going to be on the four R's, okay. recruitment, retention, revenue, and relationships. Okay, And the most important of those are are the relationships, Uh, relationships on campus with faculty, staff, students off campus with alumni, community members, uh, local corporations, ways of uh, those relationships that will help me advance the institution and her students. So that's that's my focus. And I've been spending uh, this is my fourth week. And uh, I've been making relationships. I've been meeting individuals on and, and off campus, uh, focusing on our recruitment. Uh, you, hopefully you've seen a couple of our commercials. I have. Um, I have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Black History uh, Month commercial and then a commercial that's focused on recruitment, uh, sharing information about the number of scholarships we have available to students in Memphis and the bordering state. So the four R's, uh, especially relationships and recruitment, uh, are my focus initially.
1: We are speaking with Dr. Vernelle bennett Fairs. She is the new president of LeMoyne Owen College, and uh, we are so very glad to have her in, uh, uh, in the city and, and at the helm of this. Uh, I used to work at uh, Tougaloo College in uh, mm-hmm. Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, one of the other sister HBCUs. And let me ask you, since, you know, you worked at Delta and, and, and you talked about, uh, you know, work, work in Kentucky State. What are some of the greatest challenges that HBCUs uh, have uh, to deal with today? Mm-hmm. Well,
5: uh, resources, you know, for, for some, the challenges, it, it, it's more of a challenge than others. Mm-hmm. Um but you know the hbcus offer so much to a student Mm -hmm. you know i'm a proud a proud product of a private liberal arts hbcu fisk university and even though i went on to receive my master's and 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 my doctorate from a pwi those institutions never compared to the nurturing um, the support the preparation that i received at that small, private, liberal arts HBCU. There's a sense of community there. Uh, I was so excited when I, I learned there are staff, faculty and staff here at LeMoyne Owen College that have been here 20, 30, 40 years. Right. And that speaks to how much they be, they believe in the institution and her students. So very excited to become a part of that, uh, that environment all over again. It, it, it feels like coming home, quite honestly.
1: Well, Dr. Ferris, now now you came into a situation where a lot of, of, of people don't, especially coming into HBCUs, and that is, I believe there was a $40 million endowment uh, by the Community Foundation uh, for the moin Owen. Am I correct in that?
5: You are correct in that.
1: So that's a nice that's a nice start, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say
5: that? That is a wonderful start. <laughs> uh, now that endowment, what that means is you know that's in perpetuity. So you know there'll be a certain amount of funds that we'll be able to draw off of that each year. Sure. Uh, so it's not forty at one time, right. but actually it's even better that it, it there's a uh, some longevity to the gift. So so grateful for that for that. Uh, that gift, and the um, we've polled the, the campus, and I'll be meeting with our board to decide how we want to prioritize uh, those funds.
1: Yeah, that's going to be um, a, a challenge, but a nice challenge to have in, in, in terms of this. So you've been here just a few weeks now, and you're getting to know some folks, and, and more importantly, you, you're getting to, to know your college campus family. How big a, a challenge is this? Coming into a situation that is not normal in the world of COVID that we live in, and how is that the academic uh, learning being done there in the midst of COVID?
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, adjusting for me has not been a challenge at all. You know, we were um, we were actually uh, the from March until the spring at Delta State. We we went remote after spring break, but in the fall we brought the students the students were there. Okay. So I'm accustomed to the protocols, you know, I'm accustomed to living during COVID, trying to live as normal as possible. Sure. We are remote for the remainder of this semester here, okay. but we have some students uh, that are in the residence hall, and so you'll you'll see a lot of virtual programming. Our, our faculty have done a great job of adjusting to a, a new learning environment. Uh, we're providing uh, various support systems for those students who, you know, who you know, it may be an adjustment of uh, um, matriculating solely virtually. So, you know, we've made the adjustment already, and we expect to I expect to be able to know what's going to happen in the summer. We hope to be in person in the summer, so we'll have to see how what happens locally and what our state health officials advise.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be the challenge. Uh, I, mean, I obviously, with the vaccination effort going on now uh, here in Shelby County, you know, we hope that we can get enough folks vaccinated, especially these young folks, too, at some point in time, uh, you know, where we could achieve some sort of herd immunity and be able to get back to life, you know, on campus. Sure. I, I used to love walking around when I when I worked at Tougaloo, just to, just to see this the students, just that life you know what I mean and you grew up in all of this and and, and there's something very special I, I tell people this all the time and I know you can attest to it there's something very special about an HBCU campus and I mean you went to Fisk and you know I mean you know about all this and and just for, for those of us who don't talk about just what's really special about about an HBCU.
5: I know it may sound a bit cliche, but when I talk about this sense of family uh, and a, a nurturing support system where they want you, you're in an, in an environment where they, they're fighting for, their pulling for your success yes. and doing every, everything they can to make sure you're successful. Uh-huh. Those sort of relationships, their lifetime, yeah, I still... Talk to my voice teacher. Still know her her cell number by heart. Uh, those relationships that they last forever more. Now, I spent twenty years at KSU, and those relationships will be forever more for me as well. You know, so you're going to find a support system, uh, a system that's there, they're focused on your academic success, of course, yeah. but they're. Focused on your social well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, and they just embrace you. Yes. And I, if I had to choose one word to um, define my HBCU experience, it would it would either be family or um, being embraced.
1: No doubt about it. And uh, Dr. Vernell Bennett Fairs, I really first and foremost. Uh, Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to us uh, here at the Real Talk radio show. And once again, welcome to Memphis, Tennessee. I hope your tenure is long and successful. And I look forward down the road to uh, hopefully getting a chance to speak with you again.
6: Well, I hope so,
5: and can I squeeze in a plug for my institution? Absolutely, you can. Uh, students are are interested in applying, please go to www.loc.edu. If you apply on February 14th, your application fee will be waived. If you apply and you're accepted before March 1st, you will receive a $1,000 scholarship.
1: Oh, my, you have just. That's good stuff. You have, that, that is excellent stuff. You are really sweet in the pot. So listen out there, uh, prospective students. LeMoyne, Owen College wants you. And yeah. they're they going all out to get you as well. Dr. <laughs> Ferris, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Have a good evening. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a very nice inf- uh, conversation we just had with the new president of LeMoyne-Owen College. Her name is Dr. Vernell Bennett Fares. And uh, when we come back after this quick break, we're going to uh, kick the show back into to second gear. And we're going to talk a little bit about concourse uh, the Crosstown Concourse I always forget that first part Anyway let's go to break Adam When we come back I'll get my tongue fixed uh, We'll have a, the phone numbers All set and we'll have a great interview With Todd Richardson this is Real Talk I'm Chip we're we'll right back
2: WYXR is a listener-supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at WYXR.org.
4: Support for WYXR comes from our partner, Tamburino. Tamburino's staff of IT specialists help businesses develop a technology strategy that aligns with their business goals. For more information, visit Tamburino.com. Are you interested in sponsoring the show and want to support WYXR at the same time? To find out how, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. Support
3: for WYXR comes from Crosstown Brewery. Available soon, the Studio Session IPA, Raised by Sound, brewed in collaboration with WYXR. For more information, crosstownbrewery.com.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Chip Washington, your humble host on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you with us. We have our sea legs under us now. And, uh, you know, I am broadcasting to you from a very beautiful facility called the Crosstown Concourse. Uh, And uh, many of you who've been around Memphis uh, for a long time, me excluded, know uh, what, This used to be the history of this building and how beautiful it is now here we're at the studios of WYXR. But to walk us through and give us a little history lesson is Mr. Todd Richardson. He's the president of uh, Crosstown Concourse. Todd, you there? I am. Listen, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, visit with us tonight. I really appreciate it.
3: Hey, no
1: problem. Thanks for having me on. Man, so listen, um, this, uh, this facility that we're in now uh, has quite a bit of history to it. And I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to let you do some um, in terms of just kind of where we've come from to where we are now. Because I got to be honest with you, this is a beautiful building and there's a lot going on here. But there's also stuff I had no idea was here. So kind of walk us through it if you wouldn't mind.
3: Sure. Uh, that's about a hundred years. How long do you want me to take?
1: Man, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll just keep going and going and going. We'll just keep going. Yeah.
3: Um, no, I mean the the original building uh, was constructed back in 1927. Okay. And uh, it, it was the southeastern regional offices of Sears uh, Roebuck. Uh, it was also the distribution center for their catalog order system, and it was a big retail store is actually the largest Sears retail store in the country until the late sixties, early seventies. Um, is that right? the, wow, I didn't know that. it but, was, yeah. yeah it um, and so the original building was about 650,000 square feet and it was built in about, uh, six months. If you can believe that. Wow. And, wow. uh, was just a, yeah, it was a huge success and they just kept adding on and adding on. And in five different phases, it grew to be 1.5 million square feet. Um, which is kind of the footprint we have today. Just to put that in perspective, that's about 25 football fields of space.
1: Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Um,
3: and so uh, Sears just continued to grow all the way through. They, the last addition was in 1965. That was also when they added the, the parking garage next, next, next door. Mm-hmm. And then they um, kind of enjoyed a good run through really the early 80s and you know it was amazon before amazon um most people in memphis who are from here remember shopping at sears yes. and, or at least visiting during yes. the holidays or whatever else absolutely we yeah. hear stories all the time and then um in the 80s uh, you know sears got some competition and walmart and service merchandise and later circuit city uh you know etc and uh, didn't Didn't do so well, and so they closed their retail store in 1983. It became like an outlet store in 1983, okay, and then closed the, the entire uh, facility, the entire warehouse in 1993. Okay, mm, and so um, it had been abandoned for almost two decades. By the time we got started, um, the development team got started on what is now a Crosstown Concourse back in 2010, now and um, ahead, uh, just the. Just the, the, the high level, uh, what we have today is a, is a, it's a little city. Like you said, there's just so much going on. It's a vertical village. There's um, on the bottom floor, there's restaurant and coffee and uh, ice cream and a uh, uh, nail salon, a hair salon, yeah. a bank branch, just kind of all those things a little village needs. And then floors two through six, um, our primary tenants are in arts, education, and health care. Okay. So Crosstown Arts has a contemporary arts center. Um, Church Health, if we have an anchor tenant, Church Health has 150,000 square feet um, there, and they have all of their operations from primary care to um, wellness um, to um, dental and behavioral health. Um, Methodist St. Jude, yeah. Memphis Teacher Residency. There's a there's a new high school in the building. Really? Um, so there's yeah there's a ninth through twelfth grade crosstown high. It's on the fourth and fifth floors. You'll see them. When they come back to school, um there will be about four hundred and fifty uh teenagers uh all around.
1: Goodness <laughs> gracious. Goodness gracious. Yep, this is this yep. is this is amazing. We're speaking with Todd Richardson, he is the president of Crosstown Concourse and giving us a history giving me for sure a history lesson of of, of this beautiful uh, facility now. And I had no earthly clue. That all of uh, all of that was going on here, and I I will give you a little backstory. You and I talked a little off air about this. I was coming in here one night to do the show, and so one of my, my my colleagues, one of my coworkers. And you know, just wave to her, you know, and hey, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. I just figured she was here to you know go to the gym or do something, whatever. And then I saw her mm-hmm. again a couple of weeks later, and and then I finally asked her at work. I said, why are you down there? You know, it, it, and she was like, I live there. I was like, what? <laughs> so I, there's some residential. Uh, yep. uh, um, um, talk about that. Some residential uh, sites up here too. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: it's my favorite. I mean, all of everything is my favorite, but I just love uh, the top four floors, seven through ten, are two hundred and sixty-five apartments. Wow. And So there's everything from studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and three bedrooms, um, and there's so there's a little over five hundred people who live here as well. So kind of pre and post COVID. Between the retail and the office and the school and the residential, there's three thousand people that are coming and going every day.
1: Oh my goodness gracious, that is! You know what? This is really you got it going on down here. This is this really is, and and, and I mean, I know that uh, you know for the while for a while between the Sears, you know, kind of going out of business and the building becoming a bit dilapidated, and you all revamping, refurnishing, I mean, re-reproportioning this entire uh, facility. Uh, has it met the dream if if I can ask that question I mean has it has it has it you know the vision of what you know you may have wanted this to be at one time has it has it met or exceeded expectations in your view
3: you know it's it's it is not perfect we we, we can get better every day at what we do but it I always say it's the gift that keeps on giving yeah. it, it is so far exceeded. Um, what we could have even dreamed of. I wish I could tell you that we were smart enough to uh, <laughs> have intended to do everything in the beginning that has ended up happening today at Crosstown, mm-hmm. but there's just no way. Uh, it's, it's such a great group of, of uh, people that came together, you know, to make it happen from the development team to our main founding partner tenants to who's here today. Uh, it, it is so, so much Um surpassed, you know, our expectations. The ongoing events and programming once we can get back to all the music shows that happen in the green room and the theater. Yeah. Just a combination of it all. It's it's a, there's something happening every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was this is really a a just a wonderful place and I would invite anyone who hasn't yet come down here to see Uh, all that is new and all that is just, this is just a very eclectic place. And I really enjoy coming here, uh, you know, once a week myself, please make a trip down here. Todd Richardson. Thank you, sir, for sharing a bit of time with us and a bit of history about this great facility. And I hope to have you back on the show uh, at, 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 at at a future time to talk a little bit more about what's going on down here.
3: Anytime and uh, huge thanks
1: to you too for doing what you do for WXR. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right. All Take right. care. Thanks. Todd Richardson, I tell you, that was a really, really great interview. And he, everything he said, I had no clue it was going on down here. Did you, even though you folks that live here, been living here in Memphis for a long time? Anyway, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Todd. Final break. When we come back, we're going to. Talk Education and Shelby County Schools with Miss uh, Danette Stokes. She is the president of the United Education Association of Shelby County. This is Real Talk. We're right back.
6: Otis Sanford and U of M President M. David Rudd talk about academics, athletics, and discovery. All the things driving Memphis to what's next. Tune in the second and fourth Tuesday each month at 11 for Memphis Forward.
4: Memphis, you can keep the soul of Memphis alive by supporting WYXR. Donate at WYXR.org. All donations are tax deductible as WYXR is a 501c3 nonprofit organization.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk. Chip Washington here, your host. Uh, As we round the corner uh, on another great program, we are going to go back to talking about education. Uh, That seems to be the subject of the day, particularly here in Shelby County, as pertains to whether you should or whether we should or whether we shouldn't. That was my question at the top of the show. Go back to school. To, uh, to, I'm about to speak to someone right now who has uh, definite views on this. Her name is Danette Stokes, and she is the president of the United Education Association of Shelby County. Danette, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. I appreciate it.
6: Hi, thank you for having me, Chip. I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, so, you know, this uh, subject of schools and the return of uh, back-to-school in-person learning has been quite the hot topic uh, down here of late in particular. uh, The state legislature uh, is circulating a bill now to give the the governor executive uh, authority to be able to uh, bring you all back, whether you want to come back or not um, in some of your various uh, issues that you all have. First and foremost, tell me what you think about all that.
6: Well, uh, first of all, I just wish, that the governor would uh, prioritize educators to, uh, to have access to the vaccine. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, just in addition to that, because, you know, the, the vaccine is only a part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. We also need PPEs, You know, we need ventilation, uh, upgrades. There are um, a, a lot of things that he's not considering, You know, he's not considering our communities, the communities that we serve, Mm -hmm. our students, Mm -hmm. um, the families here, uh, period. He's just um, basically wanting to reopen, but he's not doing his part to help us to reopen safely. Because what we don't want to happen is for us to reopen our school, and then we have cases to break out, then we have to quarantine, and then we have to um, come back again. That's a break in the instruction. And we have been providing instruction since day one virtually.
7: Mm-hmm. We've done
6: what um, no one else has ever done in our lifetime, and that is step up and teach virtually mm-hmm. in a pandemic <laughs> during a pandemic. Yeah. So our uh, you know nobody nobody wants to be back in person more than educators. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. It is our desire to be with our students so that we can um, teach them in person, but we have to do it in a way where it's safe for us to do it. Um, Governor Lee, you know, he never, he he, he really never took control of the pandemic from day one. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the very beginning in March, uh, Dr. Ray, our superintendent, he, Made the call to shut down the school system, right. and he did it in an effort to keep us safe, mm-hmm. the community,
7: mm-hmm. the students,
6: everybody safe. Mm-hmm. So he did something that our own governor didn't do. Yeah. If Governor Lee had a, you know, if he had a just given um, a state mandate for masks, then maybe you know things, the numbers wouldn't be so high. And given a, and and then give us a plan. You know, you tell us to reopen, but then you don't give us a plan on how. You want us to, to do this, and I just don't think that it's his um, it's his I, I don't think he should force something that's going on, force us to go back into the into the school system when we know
7: right.
1: what's best
6: right. you know for our community.
1: We're speaking with Danette Stokes, uh, president of the United Education Association of Shelby County, the last couple of minutes of the show here. And uh, you made some very valid points. And then last I checked, uh, when there was a survey done with not only parents' uh, concerns of bringing their children back to school, but more importantly, teachers feeling safe enough to go back to school, I think it was overwhelmingly both ways no. Am I correct in that?
6: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And that so has for a, him to ahead, make, yeah.
6: that, uh, make that call and say, well, I'm going to force you all back into the school systems. Well, okay, give us what we need, and we'll go back.
7: Mm-hmm, you know we, mm-hmm.
6: it, It's not that we don't want to go back, but just give us priority access to the vaccine and then uh, on top of that, um, provide us with uh, the proper PPE.
1: Do you feel any do you feel any additional pressure? Uh, or does the district, now that it is the only district in the state, uh, that is still doing virtual learning, and that is that is basically being forced back in back into the classroom.
6: So, um, well, I can't speak for the district, but mm-hmm. as far as we are concerned, educators, we feel at, we feel like you know the governor is trying to put pressure on on us to do something that he's not providing us with the means to do it.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: You know. Um, the, the committees from the the last um, the last hour I read the committees in uh, Nashville the, the state committees they were meeting virtually you know they weren't uh, back into the classroom and even the Super Bowl you know right. prime example sure we're sure. not gonna have Super Bowl parties you know but yet push us back into the classroom with how many students yeah yeah it's yeah. It's, it's like a, a double a double standard and um, again we just. We want to be back. We know we miss our kids. We want to be back in there with our students. Um, But uh, one thing is for sure, uh, class is in session. Children are learning. We are – we're doing what we have to do to make sure Sure. that our students are getting what they deserve and what they need. So, we are – yeah, that's where we are right now.
1: Well, (laughs) this is – I mean, this is obviously, you know, a a top story – and a top concern for a lot of people. I mean, you know, clearly you 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 uh, brought up some very interesting points about, you know, being prepared, PPE, vaccinations, the whole nine yard. It's going back basically without a plan, just saying, because I want you to go back, you need to go back. And, uh, right. uh, yeah, I don't know how that, all that's going to fare out. But we're going to keep a very close watch on this situation. And, uh, Ms. Danette Stokes, I thank you taking some time out of your schedule to uh, visit with us tonight. And if you don't mind, I'll be checking back with you uh, as we move forward here because I'm pretty sure we'll be making some news here sooner rather than later.
6: Right. Yes. And thanks again for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to speak on behalf of educators in Shelby County Schools.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
6: Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, that's a good way to wrap things up uh, on this uh, Monday evening. I don't know how this school thing is going to shake out. I really don't. Man, I, this is this is a big deal. And if you're not engaged in it as a parent or a teacher or educator or you know administrator, you need to be. You need to pay very close attention to what's going on here with the state government, what they're trying to do. Uh, no vaccinations for the teachers right now. I don't know any other additional protection, PPEs, the whole night. This is, for me, it's a, it's, it's a big deal. It really is. And hopefully, uh, you know, we, see, we shall see what we shall see in terms of how this turns out. Uh, but in any event, uh, we have wrapped up another edition of Real Talk uh, with your host, Chip Washington. Uh, thank you so much for being with us As Adam uh, plays us out of here I really appreciate you Taking some time, if you've done so To uh, visit with this uh, show Listen to us And as always, if uh, we could uh, do it A little bit better uh, Don't mind at all a suggestion. If you have a guest suggestion, that'd be great as well uh, But uh, in the meantime In between time, thank you that's pretty much as simple as I can get it Thank you, I really appreciate it I'm humbled by the opportunity to be here every week And as uh, the Lord says so I'll be back here, same station Same time, and same chair With my two guys Marquette and Adam And uh, as we head out I say simply I'm Chip And I'm out